I'm Keenan Heidi, Donation Consultant with Donor Alliance. And I'm Claire Talon, Donation Consultant with Donor Alliance. And you're listening to Transforming Lives, the Donor Alliance podcast. Welcome to another episode of Transforming Lives, the Donor Alliance podcast. Joining us today is Lisa Watkins, the Director of Quality for Donor Alliance. Uh, Lisa, welcome. Thanks, Keenan. I'm happy to be here. Great. We're glad to have you here. Uh, Lisa, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. So as Keenan mentioned, I'm Lisa Watkins. I'm the Director of Quality Systems and Safety Officer at Donor Alliance. About three and a half years ago, I made the decision to join the Donor Alliance team after spending 16 years in the tissue banking industry. And prior to that, I spent 20 years in the manufacturing sector. So my world has been really populated by process, process improvement, how to make challenges work, um, how to find new and innovative ways to approach the same challenges that we face every single day. Great. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that with us, Lisa. Um, And do you happen to have a personal connection to donation that you wanted to share with us today? You know, I didn't before I came to this industry. I had no experience in healthcare. Um, made the career change, and then found a place that I felt at home. So I've had a lot of experiences, both on the donation side and the transplantation side, that have shaped my perspective. But I think the most important thing is that um, for 20 years, I've enjoyed every day of this mission, and I have, think I've found the best place to do the, the best work that I can do. That's really great. Thank you. Um, So why don't you, now that we have you here, why don't you share a little bit with us, you know, what is the quality role at Donor Alliance? So I think quality has two aspects. The first is probably everybody's responsibility. Quality is always about doing your best every day, knowing that every day your best looks different than the day before. So doing what you're supposed to be doing to the best of your ability sort of is the definition of quality. In our organization, quality takes on a new um, role in that we provide that support and that safety net for those people who are in the day-to-day tactical execution of processes to make sure that everything that we're doing, we keep the recipient's safety in mind and that we're working towards one goal, and that is a successful transplant, whether it's from the organ perspective or whether it's from tissue allograft. Great. this is kind of a loaded question, and you know, feel free to go with it as you please, but how do you evaluate quality measures at Donor Alliance? So we look at it from two different perspectives. The first is probably the one that's most relatable to our hospitals and our transplant centers, and that is delivering what they need to ensure safety for their recipients. So we look at quality from what the customer's expectations are, and how we can ensure that their process flows smoothly once we hand over our portion from from the recoveries. Um, In addition to that, satisfaction and making sure that patient safety is our first and foremost goal and target, we're going to be looking at things um, around accuracy, error rates, um, ensuring that our charts are complete by the time they go to, say, a tissue processor, so that everything can flow and, and things can move on down the cycle as quickly as they possibly can, because ultimately the end result is to get a transplantable tissue graft or the organ for transplant in the right hands at the right time when it's needed. So when you're doing all of this review to make sure, um, you know, to, to do the quality checks, what exactly are you guys looking for in that donor's chart, and what does that chart review look like? So a chart review is, is a complex thing. It takes several days, 
but total time is about three to four hours in order for a chart to be completely reviewed. And we're looking at everything from the start of the case through the finish of the case. So we're looking at information that we have up front from a hospital record, as well as any information that may have come in from the family ahead of that. We're also doing the final checks from a regulatory standpoint to make sure that our authorizations are done well and done completely, that all of the required documentation is intact in our own EMR. So there are specific fields that we're looking for accuracy and to make sure that they're filled, filled in. The other piece of this is that we follow things post-recovery as well. So the chart review includes the check and balance to make sure that all ser serological results on testing are done, any culture results are done, and that if any information comes to us after the recovery, that it's reported to the appropriate organizations that received those graphs and those organs so that they can take the appropriate steps for the safety of their recipients. So you touched on regulations there briefly. What are those um, regulations that we have to follow? So I, th I think it's got two different sides. We have four big regula regulatory bodies that we answer to, two on the organ side, two on the tissue side. So we have a component in CMS regulations that are s is specifically dedicated to how an OPO works and how they interface with healthcare facilities and hospitals. So we look at their requirements to ensure that we adhere to everything. Our goal is to partner with those hospitals so that our successful CMS inspection will mirror their successful CMS or their joint commission inspection. So we're watching for some of the same things that they are there. Obviously, UNOS, the United Network of Organ Sharing, also provides oversight to us. So we are, are inspected by them to ensure that we are following the UNOS policies when it comes to organs and allocating in a safe and appropriate manner for the recipient list. On the tissue side, the two big organizations that come in on a regular basis is the AATB, the American Association of Tissue Banking, and then the FDA, so the Food and Drug Administration. Both of those organizations scrutinize our tissue recovery process as well as our authorization and DRE, and then our packaging and shipping um, in addition to that. So we're making sure all of those things hit. And then finally, because we have a donor care unit similar to an ICU unit in a hospital here on site, we monitor and donor manage our uh, donors using a machine called a GEM. And a GEM monitors vital signs and reports that type of information. So therefore, it makes us a moderately complex lab under a CLIA standing. So therefore, we register with CLIA and we are required every two years to make sure that we maintain the appropriate training and skill set to operate those machines and report that information correctly. I am learning so much. I've been at Donor Alliance almost five years and uh, there's a lot that I had no idea the quality department did. So thank you for sharing all of that with us. Um, you mentioned um, around those regulations about audits. So how is Donor Alliance audited? I'm sure there's accreditations and things like that that we have to go through and standards we maintain. How does that look for your department? So auditing is, is a unique opportunity for us to continuously improve and to self-police ourselves in terms of the execution of our processes. So our auditing program is twofold. We have an internal audit program where we ourselves administer the review and the um, checks and balances against the processes that we need to hit, as well as facilitating the external um, organizations that come in and audit us as well. So we have a regulatory component. Those 
organizations that I mentioned earlier, they come on site and they will check our records. We also do customer audits, particularly on the tissue side. Our tissue processors are required to come in and do an audit of us every two years, so we're facilitating that for them. From an internal audit perspective, we audit approximately 30 to 40 each year, and that is us looking at our internal audits and our compliance to the processes that we have established. We are unique in that we set up all of our processes to exceed our regulatory requirements, so our internal audits actually work to our advantage because we typically will land in a situation that still, even if we're not compliant with our own policies, will still be above the regulatory requirement. So um, it's an extensive uh, depth of audits that we conduct, both live and desktop. We also perform audits on some of our critical suppliers because one of our pieces in our organization being in a Baldridge organization is that you want to raise those people that you work with to the same level that you are at. So we do audits of our critical suppliers to ensure they have quality systems and they have place, uh, pieces in place that will help us address any nonconformances, any recalls, any concerns that could affect our safety. So you mentioned Baldridge in um, that list last little bit there. Can you kind of tell us a little bit more about that and how it helps shape the Donor Alliance quality process? Sure. Baldridge is known as the, the highest national quality award in the nation, and it's awarded by one of the cabinet members of the president. So it is an organization that helps organizations learn how to execute with precision. It's all about consistency, continuous improvement, and the desire to honestly and fairly um, move your processes forward, following technology changes as well as um, practices. So we have been on a journey to secure a Baldridge recognition for many years. We were lucky enough to meet all of those expectations in 2018 through a lot of hard work and changes and we have maintained our status as a Baldridge organization just continuously looking for ways to improve our processes so from a quality perspective our world becomes so intricate in that path because we're constantly looking for the things that may not reach precision and that open up the door for discussions around how do we make this better how could we do this more efficiently? What are the things that feel clunky that if we streamlined it, we would save time, energy, and actually have a better outcome? So Baldridge really gives us that platform to constantly look at how we're doing things and is there a better way to do them? Great. Now, you had mentioned uh, DRE uh, in one of your answers. And so could you explain a little bit about what DRE is? Sure. When you're looking at the... Um, patient safety component of what we do in donation, uh, one of the things that we need to do is really identify if there are some things around the way that a person has been living their life that could impact whether or not tissue and or organs um, have anything that could be detrimental to the recipient. So DRE is an acronym that stands for the Donor Risk Assessment Interview, and it is the interview that our team members conduct with family members to or a significant other um, to determine inf information around their medical history, their social history, behaviors that might or might not affect 
the outcome. And so it is a structured interview. It has a series of questions. Some of them are mandated and have to be answered. Others ha give the family the opportunity to expand on information that we're, they're looking for. But all of that really helps paint a picture that we as an organization wouldn't know outside of their admission course. So what we're really trying to do is understand how does this person live their life? And did they live it in a way where safety would not be a concern for the recipient waiting for the organs and tissue graphs? Now, does that necessarily mean that if someone hasn't lived a, an entirely safe life, uh, would they be disqualified from being donors based on some of that information? Absolutely not. So the interview is really about gathering information so that people can understand what's the whole picture of what they're looking for. So for example, with an organ donor, that helps paint the picture of who is the right recipient for those organs that might be recovered. It also just gives a better idea to a caregiver what that uh, action plan or that care plan should be for their recipient so that they can mitigate any risk for their recipient at the end of their procedures. Lisa, you mentioned CMS before. I was curious, are there any intersections between Donor Alliance and our partner hospitals uh, where CMS would be involved? There absolutely are, and I think the most prominent and the most well-known one is in the facilitation of agreements. The CMS regulation requires a hospital to have an agreement with their local organ procurement organization, and part of our partnership with our hospital partners is to help facilitate that process. So we ensure that we have hospital agreements that are up to date. We help with the facilitation of any changes in the um, execution of new agreements and to ensure that they have the most current agreement for their own inspections as well as for our own here at Donor Alliance. So it's a, it's a nice complement and a nice um, partnership that we have with all of our hospitals is to ensure that that piece is always met and always up to date and current. You had mentioned QAPI uh, when we were off air. Could you talk a little bit about that? So QAPI is an acronym that's typically used in healthcare, but it's also used in CMS, and it stands for Quality Assurance and Performance Improvement. So for us, when I think about the fundamentals behind our quality department, it is all about that. We are checking from a quality assurance perspective to make sure things are done right, but we're also looking forward, particularly when we're looking at investigations or, or just process in itself of ways that we can do things better. So when people ask about what we do in the healthcare setting, if I equate it to what a QAPI team might do in a hospital or in a transplant center, it's similar to that. We're looking at things with the same set of lenses that they are in terms of what we're doing today and how do we make that better. Excellent. Uh, Claire, do you have any final questions for Lisa? No, I don't. This has been really informative. I've actually learned a ton. Um, as I said earlier, being at Donor Alliance five years, you just taught me a whole new bunch of information on how the quality department really facilitates and participates in the um, in the donation process and just what an important role you guys have in that. Um, so thank you so much for your time today. Sure. I, I think I'd, I would leave with just one closing statement, and that is my own philosophy as a director of quality is to celebrate your successes and not police your failures. So when we partner with hospitals, that's what we're looking to do as well, is to ensure that they have the same successes that we are and that they are, have the opportunity to celebrate those as we move forward in this mission to save more lives. Thank you for listening to Transforming Lives, the Donor Alliance podcast. If you have any questions or any ideas for a show, send us an email 
too, podcast at donoralliance.org.